When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ, Tuesday the 21st of February. Hope you're doing okay in this um, beautiful morning. It's beautiful down here in Christchurch. I hope the country is doing the same for you wherever you are in the country. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's High phone line. Double eight double three. the Temper Bedpost text machine. The lads are back. Louis back from Sydney. He's been over there at the Sal GP. Who had plenty to say about that. There's plenty going on in the Sal GP. Hopefully, we have a regatta taking place down here in the beautiful Littleton area in Christchurch. But a big good morning to the team up there in Auckland. You got Joe B. You got Aroha. You got Robbie, and you got Louis, and you got Kempi still there in Kitty Kitty. How you doing, Kempi? Ah, oh, Morena Bala. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Doing really well. I'm, I'm sweating a bit. It's uh, I don't know <laughs> the, the the cyclone weather. It's crazy up here at the moment. It's so hot, um, and yep, it's still pretty dark outside. But it feels like it's like 28, 30 degrees where I'm sitting at the moment. So um, yeah, and the worst thing I put a t-shirt on today. I should have left a singlet on. But mate, no, nah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Enjoying the the. Um, I guess the peace and quiet of the far north, while whilst uh, doing some mahi on the on the tractors and the lawns, and I put a fence back together yesterday, and um, yeah, you did not, not. nice. Oh yeah, mate. Look, I've done things out. Like I'm, you know, not <laughs> that bad. I'm not that bad, but I put my head to something and think about it for a little while and work it out. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it's been good, mate. I'm. I'm uh, heading back today, so I'm looking forward to coming back and catching up with the boys tomorrow in the studio. It's been uh, they've been working hard, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks with what's been going on. And um, yeah, mate, I really enjoyed seeing your Papa Pete's video last night of the of the mahi that uh, your whānau and all the friends and that have been doing down there in the Hawks Bay. And man, they've worked hard. You know, mm. they've just got out there and got stuck in. And it's inspiring, man. Like when I when I see what people have been doing, and of course the socials have been blowing up with, um, I guess a lot of people wanting to help and how they can help. And even in my hometown, you know, I've, like Jared Martin, he's a Hall of Famer softballer. He uh, he put together a big van, one of not not just a normal little van, but a big van, and just filled up with local community um, 
well, I'm going to say koha, where they just, whatever the community could get, he put a social out and he said, I'll come around and pick it up. We'll fill our van up and he's going to drive it over to the Hawke's Bay. Uh, just to just to do his little bit because Hawke's Bay is a massive, as you know, is is a massive softball area. Um, mm. You know, a lot of the boys when I was playing would travel over with, when Chub Tungaroa was playing and play in that competition because it was one of the best in New Zealand at the time. Uh, Raina Tawaki, I think, still lives there, or, or yeah, I know I know he uh, married and was living over there. So, my, it's just a big shout out to everyone that's that's got got uh, behind all this sort of stuff and. Are really putting in the mahi. It's uh, it's really inspiring. It truly is. Oh, it's actually probably you know one of the shining lights about being from New Zealand. Like it just brings back memories from from 2011 and the earthquakes. You know, oh, ev- devastation that took place in 2011 down here in Christchurch. I was right in the centre, so I was right in the heart of it. It was crazy. The unknown, not knowing what was going on and just hearing little whispers here and there that a building's fallen over, but everyone just comes together. Like, they just band and they unite and they want to just do what's best and just take care of people, people they don't even know. You know, I remember sitting there in my house absolutely packing myself, you know, just a big bit of the unknown. I only just moved down. I actually moved down after the September earthquakes that took place in Christchurch and then February takes place. I was only here for two months. So I moved down into into the devastation. My landlord actually got a hold of us and said, "Look, I've prepared a a devastation um, care package underneath the stairwell there." And went under the stairs. He had water. He had canned food. He had a wind up radio. So he had been prepared for this, which we hadn't. Which was mm. thank goodness he had it because it actually went a long way. And it just and then after that, I was sitting at home and I get a random knock on the door. And this beautiful um, uh, Tongan family down in Christchurch, you know the name now, Punivais. They turn up to mm. my house, never knew them, didn't even know who they were. And the Punivais turned up, they lived in Pribbleton, they had f- power, they had food. And they uh, invited me and Daisy to go to their house, we stayed with them for a couple of days. And this is when Isaiah and um, Nani were, were still at high school, were just starting high school. And they're already young kids, and now they've turned into super rugby players. And it's it's funny how the, the world travels. But, mate, just a beautiful family like that, just opening up their doors and allowing um, me and my um, my wife, Daisy, to come along and just really you know get some comfort and, and just happiness back into it because it's pretty devastating. So you hear stories like that of people just really banding together, coming together, opening their doors and just lending a hand. Like I just had a message this morning from one of my good friends uh, up in Gisborne, his wife's from Pukitapu. So he's just up the road from my house. He says, oh, I've got a loader, two water blasters, 10,000 10, litres of water, a small digger. We're doing uh, Soph's old house till lunch and then another house, but we'll pop over to your house uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. Just out of the blue, and I said, oh, mate, honestly, you don't have to, but really, really appreciate it. So he's going to pop over. Mm. My family's had randoms from all walks of life just walking up the door, walking up the driveway. One person turned up. He says, hey, mate, I've got about 50 um, chick curries. In the... He works at a restaurant, obviously, in the yeah. restaurant, dropped off curries and all this food. And he says, oh, oh, we've got heaps of food. He goes, bro, just take it. See, they just took all this food. Like people just walking in off the street. It's so unbelievable. But the thing is... Now, lads, Louis, I'll, I'll come to you straight away because, like, right now, there's a bit of a predicament around around the country. Like, 
cost of living is crazy. Cost of living is crazy. I was reading a story about a family in Whitehall who's lost everything. He's they're homing their young um, grandkids, you know, giving them a home. They've just bought them beds. They've just bought them couches, and then it's all been washed away and devastated, and they can't afford insurance. Now, there's the same predicament around the country with many families, including my family, with insurance. Like They don't have insurance at my house, and the whole bottom floor's gone. It's had to be ripped out, and all the wiring's gone, and everything's gone. So it really just hits home that the devastation from this um, cycling is going to be just huge. It's going to be devastating, and... Like, people like my family, that they, they have no insurance. They haven't got anything. And it's going to take a hell of a long long, long time to get through this. And we aren't sure if the government's going to come through with any assistance. But it just really hits home the, the damage that has been caused. But the other side of it is the people that come together and band together and get through this um, this tough time. And that's why I love being a Kiwi, mate. That we just we just get, it, get off our bums and get shit done and... Absolutely love it. So crazy times, Louis. Yeah, no, it is. Is morning, boys. So good to be back. A little bit groggy this morning, um, but the you're, you're so right. I just thirteen billion. Like the that's the mm. the job ahead as far as financial, and that's rivals the Christchurch kind of immediate cleanup as well. And that's kind of the that's only the infrastructure side of it, and kind of the the widespread damage. Um, Shannon got back from Hawke's Bay last night so I'll give Shannon a mass shout, massive shout out she's just done seven days hard yeah. work up there and she Did was a, a bit of job, an emotional man. wreck a wee bit she was kind of like she's she's spoken to families that have lost everything she's interviewed for um, her new job at Stuff she's interviewed brothers that thought that they were dead and never gonna you know she it was quite amazing hearing her tell her stories to me last night and last yesterday she went up in the New Zealand Defence Force helicopter and got a view from above and oh, uh, like she doesn't. She's not a great exaggerator like I am. Like you know, blokes love to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> she just said I cannot explain how cooked it looks from up there. Like it is just the amount of silt, the amount of like riverbeds that have been exploded just to go kilometers wide. It, it's so hard to wrap your head around. And you're so right, Izzy. Like I worry about people. In this cl- financial climate, like I know, it's it's inflation's going to get out of control. What this is going to, you you guys touched on it. You actually were the first people that made me think about it last week about the kind of province it is, food and, and horticulture, and what that might do to our economy, Kimpy. Like it, there are ripple on effects that are going to go far and wide here, eh? Hundred percent. You know, like um, it'll it'll really hit home in a, in a month or so. When I saw one uh, social last night of a hill that came down through an orchard and then another one where an of uh, agricultural farm was completely flattened like a like a the tide had come in and just taken the whole agricultural farm out and honestly well you know as we know people head over to the east coast the fruit pickers I was going to do it when I was well, 17 at the time mm. um, and spend the summer over there fruit picking and stuff like that so now we've got all that devastation over there. The other part of it is um, employment. Now there's nothing for people to do. So yeah. you know, you're know you going to have that, that lack of income coming in. And the, the, the 13 billion that you mentioned, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be pretty tough times uh, ahead over that East Cape side of things. But like as he said, you know, get on with it. 
Christchurch, you know, mm. look what look what the Christchurch people um, got We're on. Still building it, Kempi. St- still <laughs> building it down there, and you know, the, I saw one of the politicians last night post up and say, you know, let's not let's learn from the Christchurch um, disaster, and let's not take as long to to rectify. Yeah, um, what's happened in the Hawks space? So, so true. I, I think people have just got on, got up, and said, "Yeah, no, we mm. need to, we need to crack on." Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it for sure. It's going to take a big job. Yeah, ninety percent of our produce from there, the Bostocks area around Pukitapu, yeah, you know, leader brand. Like we went to the supermarket. You say couldn't even buy a bloody um, coleslaw. There's none in the supermarket. So it's going to be a tough old time, but we'll get through it because that's what us Kiwis do. What do we got coming up on the show? Let's put some smiles on some dials, Kimpy. Yeah, that's right. We still got to kick on here. Uh, breakfast with Izzy and Kimby coming up at seven. We're going to chat golf, and Grant Boone's going to talk about Lydia Coe's rise back to the top of the women's game. Then at seven forty, we'll go back to our mate Louie here and listen to some footage out of the Sale GP and get a update on what's going on because we're heading down there very, very shortly. I can't wait to get back into Ōtutahi and go and visit the Dags after eight. We'll dial back the clock and talk Warriors and St Helens with World Cup. Um, challenge that win that they had on the weekend. Phil Gould picked them to be declared at half-time, Penrith. Um, <laughs> but what a, what a different story, full-time. And we're going to talk to Fra- Francis Malley, old boy, of both the Warriors and St. Helens. And then 8.40, we'll talk Super Rugby Rumours before the kickoff of the Crusaders' tilt at the 7 Pete. Eh? You reckon they got it? 7 Pete. That, lots more. Our normal catch-up with Paulie Moati. And yes, plenty to chat out. About this morning, uh, including giving away that fifty dollars bonus bet to uh, who picked the high, the the the, the batter, the best batter. Who was it? Was it? I think who I was it? Got who it. got the closest? Think, <laughs> well, we're going to have to find out. From you Louis. just, he was, he's you just lead yourself in there, Kimpy, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it was the closest, and I was allowed to. I was allowed to play, so I sent my text in. So we'll see. Louis, no, Louis got the answer. <laughs> 